Welcome to Industrious Radio, a weekly show dedicated to exploring what does it mean to work hard, live fit, and have the absolute best life possible. This show is hosted by Barry Napier, Stephen Hitt, Jeremy Donner, and a revolving cast and crew of super cool people. It's showtime. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Industrious Radio Show. We are broadcasting today live from the Industrious Radio Worldwide Headquarters, and we have a studio full of incredible people. Welcome, Steve-O. Welcome, Jeremy. And welcome, Chrissy. How you guys doing? Hi, everybody. Hi. Yes. Oh, man. Everything great, man. How are you? Doing awesome. Yeah. What's been going on? Oh, it's been a busy last couple of weeks. Yeah, we're just uh, – everybody's sort of catching their breath from all of the the – the stuff that's associated with setting up the the holiday party, and that was a great success, and um, we had a blast, but it's nice to be into a rhythm now. That's why I love the first of the year. You get into a, a good, consistent rhythm. You get your schedule going, um, and, and I just love that because the holidays seem to be pretty chaotic for me, at least. They're so crazy. Totally. Yeah. Chrissy, how are you feeling? I feel awesome. Yeah. Welcome to the new year. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm very excited to be it's here. It's your debut episode. Yeah. It's nerve wracking. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It, it feels like a lot of pressure. It feels like so much pressure. You know, good thing we don't have a live studio audience right here. Yeah. Because they would see me beat red. <laughs> probably start sweating. <laughs> so I'm glad that we're not in that situation. <laughs> uh, well, we're excited to have you on. We wanted to have you on the show for a while. I mean, we've been talking about getting you here. And I think the first time we talked about it, uh, I think whoever approached you, you were like, no, I'm not going to do it. And that was maybe like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty stubborn. Yeah. 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 So after lots of arm twisting, lots of bribery, lots of all kinds of cool stuff, we finally got you on the show. Yeah, I took the praying emoji from Jeremy and I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> it's like, that's the praying straw that emoji for the W. Yeah. broke the camel's back right there. It broke you down. It was the praying emoji. It's like, damn it, I can't resist it. All right, I'm going to go for the clothes tomorrow. on this. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're not working. Praying emoji, working, boom. So get out here. Get out here. Well, yeah, we're so no glad to have you in. We wanted to, you know, part of what we love to do on these coaches spotlights is is just hear more about you. And you know, you're obviously such a huge figure and industrious, and uh, you do so much and you touch so many lives there. But it's always great to kind of get the backstory. You know, you're a little bit. It's like you're a little bit of a superhero. We like to get your origin story and just hear how you know what was your fitness journey and how you got into industrious and kind of your evolution as a person and as a coach and as a person who is doing such amazing things and industrious in the world. So that's what we love to cover today. Cool. Um, Well, to start, I was already kind of an active kid. I did gymnastics as a little girl. uh, And then I played volleyball in elementary school, middle school, high school, and select volleyball. Uh, And then in 2011, my parents started doing this personal training thing, and I would go with them uh, when I didn't have practices. And that personal trainer turned into a CrossFit coach. 2011, 2012, everyone was becoming a CrossFit coach. CrossFit gyms were opening up everywhere. Uh, so that's how I found CrossFit. And then Amanda Eckroth attended that CrossFit gym that I attended. My mom followed her on social media. Amanda found Industrious. And we saw all of the progress that she had made in such a short amount of time. And we were just reading like her testimonials on all of these cool, amazing people she met at Industrious. And we wanted to be a part of that. But 
we were having a hard time making the change because we felt like our loyalty was with the gym that we had started at. Uh, then we got over it. Um, and then we went to Industrious and we never left six years later and we're still there. So that's how we found CrossFit and Industrious. Man, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah, I can remember how during that time when there was an explosion of gyms, it was a little bit like a tribe mentality that totally. would be like, you know, and it, I, I feel like it's changed now because the, the landscape has changed so much within the CrossFit community. There's been such a, you know, a filtering out of gyms and I don't know. Well, yeah, I think that back in those days, it was, it, you know, CrossFit was still very, it was still trying to, you know, be proven in the marketplace as a legitimate fitness program. And, and in their eyes, you know, they were really trying to prove that CrossFit is the absolute best way to improve fitness. So there was, you know, it was just, it was a different deal. You know, now that's kind of been proven and the narrative is different now as it relates to what CrossFit gyms are all about. And it's, you know, early on, it was like, this is the most elite fitness program. We are trying to prove it. We're going to prove it with the CrossFit games. We're going to prove it to the world. We are the best. You do this training, you will get more fit than anything else you could possibly do, period. Yeah. Well, you know, now everybody's like, okay, we get it. Point proven. You know, how can this continue to, how can the, the narrative sort of shift so that it's not about elite fitness, it's about elite wellness. And, um, and, and I just think that that's, that's how things ebb and flow. Yeah, it does. That's cool. I 100% agree. I love that call out around elite wellness too mm-hmm. versus elite fitness. It doesn't does does feel quite a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, and certainly back in those days, you know, not only did you have that CrossFit mentality of we this is the best fitness program, but the affiliates at that time were very tribal in the sense that they the the way that they were going to gain legitimacy as affiliates was by having the best programming. And so that's what really set gyms apart back in the 11, 12 days. And it was, it was sort of, you know, my gym versus your gym, my programming versus your programming in those days, thankfully are are actually, you know, well in the past. And, you know, if, if you are a CrossFit affiliate coming in saying we have the best, uh, coaching community and programming, you're actually probably off message a little bit. You know, it, it needs to be, um, uh, much more, uh, geared towards yes. Community is very important. Uh, however, it needs to be around delivering an excellent wellness and exercise experience for everybody. Otherwise, you're just missing it. I 100% agree. Yeah, it was a little bit like gladiatorial back then. Like it was like, oh, I am the best gym. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and so there really was that feeling of like when I'm at a gym, it's like this is like where I must always be. And I could, if I go to another gym, I'm like cheating on my wife or right. my girlfriend or my husband or whatever. You know, totally. it really had that like weird high pressure element. And I think it totally has changed these days. So you got into it because you saw Amanda and you heard everything she was going. And you were like, all right, well, I'm going to go check this new gym out. And so you guys finally made the leap over. Mm-hmm. And have never looked back. Yeah. And then how did it, tell us about your evolution then is getting into the kind of the coaching side of things. Um, so when I started at Industrious, it was 2013. I had just graduated high school. Um, I was pursuing my degree in pre-nursing. Uh, I was working full time, serving at a restaurant. I was a nanny, and coaching was the last thing on my mind. I just loved being a part of Industrious. I loved working out there. Uh, and then when we moved from the old space to the new space, um, and you could tell that there was going to be a demand for some new coaches, Mark started like putting the idea in my head that I should apply for the coaching internship. And I thought he was crazy. I like completely disregarded it. Um, 
and didn't even think twice about it. And then the day before the application was due, I just had it on my heart that I need to apply for this. Like regardless of how scared I am and I don't feel confident in it, like I just need to try it. And so I submitted my application. Um, it got accepted. I had my interview. And then a couple weeks later, I began my internship. One yeah. of the best things that happened to industrious. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It was, um, you know, and, and we didn't have our eyes on Chrissy per se, um, you know, it, it, when we were during that round of hiring, you know, it's, it's similar to like Eric's story mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, we, we didn't know that Eric was interested. We, and we, he, he hadn't really stood out to us as somebody that was like, yeah, that's a, that, that's our next guy, which is, you know, how a lot of CrossFit gyms do it. They're like, you're the best athlete. You're the, you're the most credible person. So you're in regardless of sort of, you know, matching, um, you know, values and behaviors that match the culture and stuff like that. And so anyways, when we, when we posted for it and Chrissy applied, Mark actually did give me the heads up. He's like, Hey, I think Chrissy's going to apply. And I was like, Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> that is rad. Um, I'd, we'd love to speak uh, to her. And then her interview was so good and so clear and so well done. Um, it was very obvious to me at that time that she was going to be a home run. Um, and the rest is sort of history. You know, you talked about not having that really be on your radar mm-hmm. and you know, Mark plants the seed. And then the day before the application, you know, maybe you have some of these fears, doubts. I mean, talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit about kind of taking action, um, listening to that internal voice and, you know, moving forward, making a decision to do something, even if you're uncertain about it or you're fearful about it. Yeah. So, I was fearful because it was completely out of my character. Like I love people. I've always been a people person, but I didn't feel like I could get up in front of a group and tell them what to do or lead the class. Or um, I had a hard time like engaging with people. Like I didn't say hi to everybody that was in the class. I mean, I loved everybody there, but like conversing was hard for me. So I was like, how the heck am I going to lead a class if I can't even say hello to everybody? Um, Just because I was so shy. Uh, But I looked at it as an opportunity to grow. Like that that saying that whenever you're in like an uncomfortable situation, that's when you know there's this big opportunity of growth coming. I was like, you have this opportunity to seize it. And if you don't seize it, someone else is and you're going to miss out on it. So I just took the chance. And thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, apart from being a coach and kind of developing your coaching skills, you also stayed really active as an athlete as Mm -hmm. well. So talk to us a little bit about kind of your athlete journey as it tracked with your coaching journey. Yeah, the athlete journey is also something that just kind of (laughs) came. It wasn't something that I had intended to be a part of. Um, I loved being active. Um, I didn't really love competing. That wasn't my favorite thing, but we did uh, the Fort Vancouver competition in 2015, 2016. 16, 17. Yeah, and I did it with Lauren, um, and it was awesome. I loved everything about it, and it just fired me up, and I was like, I can be a competitive athlete. Like, let's do this. Let's take it and run with it. So. That was that. Was that your first one? Yeah, yeah, that was my first one. I had done um, one of like uh, Linwood CrossFits before, um, but this was like my real competition. We've talked about competition a lot in the past, and you know, obviously, big fans of getting people involved at whatever level and, and getting out there and trying a competition. Uh, but a lot of people are 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 frightened of it, mm-hmm. or they have that that doubt, or they think I don't. 
I don't really know if this is for me. Yeah. And, you know, what are your thoughts on that kind of a going through it? And then you can kind of tell us a little bit what happened after that four-game Vancouver. But for that first one, because I often think that first one is so important. Yeah. Because it can shift like your entire perspective. Yeah. And then all of a sudden open the door. So, I mean, what, what would you tell people who are, you know, hear that and Fort Vancouver is coming up or ha- yeah. just so happens to be coming up? What would yeah. you tell them? Um, I would say for those that are scared of like trying a competition, they want to try a competition, just do it. If you think that you might want to do it, just do it and see what you think. Um, go in there with no expectations. You don't know what it's going to feel like. You don't know how you're going to perform. Um, but just give it your all. And something that was kind of my, I don't know how to say it, but um, something like my standard was that I was representing industrious. I was representing work hard, lift fit. So it didn't matter how great I was, but if I was out there telling everyone they were doing a good job, I was encouraging, um, I was enjoying myself, then I was having a good time and it was totally worth it. Yeah, exactly. And, and she's, and I agree with that 100%. You know, sometimes people are so hard on themselves um, going into the, you know, their first big competition or first big whatever. And, and, and it, it leads to a lot of performance anxiety for them. It creates more distress than it's actually, you know, really worth. Um, and so I think that that is, that is great guidance to go into it uh, with the mindset of having fun and, and know that people are looking at the person a lot more than they're looking at athletic ability. And so, you know, how you carry yourself, you know, are you a good sport? Are you fun? Are you, uh, are, are you excited to be there? You can be nervous. Of course, everybody is, that's normal and natural. But you know, what, when, when you think in terms of, Oh my gosh, this is my first time on a competition floor. I've got all these people looking at me. They're not looking at how good of an athlete you are. And that's what the, what everybody's thinking. Right. And so if they screw something up, they're like, I saw a guy, and they, they leave upset and, and mad at themselves and mad at the whole thing. Um, actually, what the, the audience is looking at is is they are looking at the, the person that is there and, and your effort and, and, and they're looking for inspiration themselves. Um, so just going out there and having fun and trying your best. And if you do great, great. Um, you know, we call it, uh, be humble in victory uh, and be congratulatory in defeat and, and you will be just fine. And those are the best people to compete with too. You know, those are the people that make it more fun. I would rather compete alongside Chrissy than somebody who's like so focused on winning, winning, winning. Yeah. And then when they don't win, like the world's over. Mm-hmm. There've been a handful of competitions where there's like high level athletes that we've been at like cascade classic. We were at the games, we were at regionals and I've come across some games athletes. that are just huge dicks. Yeah. You know, they're oh, so yeah. focused on winning. It's like, dude, you're, you're no fun. You might be fun on social media, but the, the person that you're showing me right now, I'm going to unfollow you as soon as I get off this competition floor. You're, yeah. no, you're no fun to be next to. Yeah. You know, I was, I was watching this Ted talk the other night and, and it was this whole concept of growth. Mi- I'm sorry, fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Fascinating stuff. We should link to it so people can mm. check it out. Um, but it, it, in that Ted talk, they specifically cite something like that. Whereas somebody with a fixed mindset, the moment that they don't win in their head, they think I'm not a winner. And so that's why they go so crazy about it. Um, and so they actually have a fixed mindset and you think that that person, they're so into, they stood, they want to win so badly that they have more of a growth mindset. No, 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 no. A growth mindset is, is somebody that embraces the fact that the process of what you're going through is actually where all the learning and all the positive adaptation, all the good stuff comes. Whereas a uh, so picture like this, a fixed mindset is somebody that says, I can't. A growth mindset is somebody that says, I can't yet. 
And so it's, it's a huge difference. And so having just a growth mindset as you go into these things, knowing that you are there to grow, you're not there to, you're not there to necessarily win. Even if you do win, you've probably grown, but even if you've lost, you've grown. And so, you know, when times get tough, you know, a growth mindset gets through those challenges a lot easier than a fixed mindset because the moment that somebody with a fixed mindset that's super competitive loses, they think to them myself, I'm not a winner. I lose. I suck. Um, and so, I don't know. I'm sorry to go off on that tangent, but I, I, I was, uh, it, it sounds very similar to what this guy was talking about. And 100%. Another thing that's really encouraging for anyone that wants to do like a CrossFit competition is all of the spectators there, they want to see you succeed. Unlike other sporting events where you want to see one team win and one team fail, like no one, no one spectating wants to see an individual athlete fail. They want to see an athlete finish the workout. They want to see the athletes lift as much as they can. The spectators are all there to encourage the athletes that are participating, which is awesome. I think a part of it is uh, that that ego, right, kind of getting out of your head and it's not about you as much. I love your call out there and I love that you're calling out how you're really surrounded by a bunch of people who just are, are there to cheer you on mm-hmm. and aren't, aren't, aren't obsessed with what the end result is per se, right? right? And I think your point around growth mindset versus fixed mindset is a great, a great point. And I think we should do a whole – that's a whole show we should do on oh, that yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, totally. because there's some interesting tie-ins to other disciplines and other kind of performance coaching as well as like old school stuff like old school yogic, like some yogic mentality. I'm not going to go on a tangent here, yeah. but we, there's some cool stuff we can tie there where mm-hmm. we, we become fixed on outcomes. That's where there's a big problem right. versus become obsessed with the journey. Totally. Exactly. And, you know, um, you know we, we should totally should do another show on it because we could go on and on and on about it. But another thing about that is, you know, with, with – with regard to praise, whether it be for your kids, your, your peers, your, your employees, your, your supervisors, um, you know, oftentimes people give praise like this, man, you were really good at that. You're just a natural, you're talented. And that instantly puts that person in a fixed mindset that I am good at this, which means as things get hard, they, they, they back down in that, in the face of that adversity because they're, they're so used to being like, I'm good at this. I shouldn't suck at this. Whereas if you, same, same situation, if you go up to that same person and say, you did a really nice job on this, you must have worked really hard. You must have studied. You must have, um, you must have challenged yourself. You must have found answers and worked around problems and barriers. Then, you know, now what you've done is you've just, you've just given them praise to be, have more of a growth mindset, which is really cool stuff, right? Because now they're not focused on, I'm good at this. They're focused on, this is a process and, and I get rewarded and I get praised for, for the process. And it's a totally different way of thinking. And I never was aware of it until I was listening to this. I'm like, that is absolutely fascinating. So we, we do need to go into it. I think it would be a great show. Well, I mean, it's relevant for our coaches focus because as a coach, right, one of the things you're looking to do is help people continue in the face of adversity um, and help people continue to push themselves when it gets challenging. Right. And our natural inclination, I think, is just to be like, great job, you know what I mean? But I mean, what, what we're talking about there is really praising the effort and praising the process of working through the challenge more so than the end result of whatever the thing was. Exactly. You know, it would be, it'd be like, for instance, if a person was trying to get a particularly hard lift or, a, or like acquire a skill, like a double under or a muscle up or whatever the thing is, and they become so fixated on getting that thing, it can become really frustrating when they don't get it. But what the praise then really becomes 
the work and all that effort that's going into getting it versus the thing. It's like if you can kind of like relax and like let go of the obsession with getting the end outcome. Um, and I think that's probably what as coaches we're there to do. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When you think about, so when you think about from a coaching standpoint, how you've grown today versus when you've started kind of along this lines of growth and working through challenges and obstacles and, you know, but you personally as a coach, how have you grown? Gosh, well, when I began my internship, I didn't even consider myself a coach. I was like, well, we'll go through this internship. We'll see how it goes and see if I can um, align with Industrious's core values and how they are as coaches. Um, so I went from, I feel like I went from like zero to 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Chrissy, you know, for the two years leading up to when she actually became a coach on her staff, she was just working out at the gym. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that Chrissy probably said all of four sentences to me in those <laughs> two years. You know, she's just very quiet, but she was consistent. She was there every day. Um, and her body language, even though she was quiet, was that she was a hard worker. She was focused. She was attentive. She wanted to learn. Um, and, and so it, it's been really, really fun to see, you know, somebody go from, you know, being relatively quiet, um, and just introverted mm -hmm. and, and not shift unauthentically to being something that they're not, but, um, demonstrating that people that are more soft-spoken, they can be wonderful leaders and great teachers and, and, and really captivate people. And I, I see, I think that's funny because I would have people met you today, like somebody who met you in the last year and who hadn't ever experienced maybe before you blossomed into into this leader, they would be like, "What? No way! Like she's she's probably born this way." Back to this ne the, the the myth of the natural. Yeah, they would probably think, "Oh, she's always been this way." You were probably like a student leader, probably student body president, probably leading a bunch of clubs <laughs> and out there co like directing the ship, like since you were a little baby. <laughs> Absolutely telling your not. mom what to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the case, right? It's, like, right? it's like you've grown into a whole and kind of built uh, and developed yourself in a whole new way. Mm -hmm. and, and that's really, really cool. And then also you've kind of grown in now into a leadership role, obviously, within, within the gym as well. So I mean, yeah. talk to us about moving from a coach into kind of a leader of, leader of coaches, kind yeah. of a leader within the gym. Yeah. So I was just a coach for – like two years and then the assistant gym manager position came around and I knew that I wanted to be a part of it. I knew that I wanted to be a part um, or play a bigger role at Industrious. So once again, I was like, oh, am I worthy of this position? Can I, can I do this? Um, and then the day before I submitted the application, had the interview uh, and got it. Um, and at that time I was, I wouldn't say that I was lost, but I felt like I had a lot of options. Like I could become the assistant gym manager at industrious. I could pursue midwifery. Um, I was still working full time at the restaurant. And so I was like, well, let's just take one more thing on and let's see how we can juggle it. So I did all three at one time. And then the night that Molly's water broke with Annalise was like, the North star that I needed. It was like <laughs> everything aligned. And I was like, I'm done with the restaurant midwifery. You're being put on hold. Like I want to be all industrious all the time. And it was just what I needed. Uh, and then from then on, I've been a hundred percent industrious. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. How there was a catalytic moment that yeah. just like changes everything. And it was yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. 
one of the best parts about Chrissy as a leader is that she doesn't let CrossFit define her as a person. And that might sound like kind of counterintuitive to who you would want to lead uh, a CrossFit gym. But for our culture, our mm-hmm. culture is more than just CrossFit. You know, we're, we're trying to teach people how to live the best life possible and show them what a well-rounded lifestyle looks like. And Chrissy is a great example of that. You know, she does CrossFit because it's fun and she enjoys it. She's super positive and motivating and teaching everybody, but she's also a daughter. She's a wife um, and then a fantastic leader of the community. And she's out there doing different things, helping people, learning and playing new sports and doing all those things that we want people to do, you know, Mm -hmm. going on hikes and and just showing people by, you know, she's leading by example and showing these people what a wholesome life looks like and we, what, what we want to teach people that their life can become. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like a boom right there. I mean, like you just pull that into your resume and pop that on you. (laughs) Save it for later. That's so good. But I won't Yeah, no need to put down references <laughs> anymore. Yeah. yeah. Just listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, I think that's such a cool thing. I mean, it's it's the, the journey of becoming um, a leader, becoming a role model. You know, it's a path and a process, and it's, a, like, it's something you're walking out, right? And there's moments of breakthrough and insight and you're like, yes, this is, but there's also moments of confusion and, and, and doubt and overcoming challenges and setbacks and obstacles. And, you know, part of the journey all of us go through as athletes is people who love fitness. You know, we always, you know, we all, I think all of us in this room have, have hit different times where we've hit physical setbacks and challenges too, that we've had to push through. Um, and you've had some injuries that you've had to work through. Yeah. yeah. What, give us a couple, what, what was one of the, one or two of the big ones? That uh, had so to my with? main injury was when we went to regionals and I tore my UCL and a partial tear to my bicep, um, which caused me not to be able to participate in the CrossFit games with the team. Um, And it could have been something completely devastating, um, but I chose for it not to be. Mm. Um, I struggled for a little bit, like how I was, I was bummed that I couldn't go to the games, but I was more frustrated frustrated at the fact that I couldn't demonstrate to my athletes how to do movements because I had this new limitation. That was like something that was the most frustrating for me. So I felt like the injury took away my credibility as a coach, but really it just forced me to learn how to coach in a different way rather than demonstrating, like explaining it better or using the athlete to figure out how to use that movement. So it really was just an opportunity of growth once again, but once again, something that can seem so devastating can really be flipped to be something that's really positive. Yeah. I remember being on the floor and, and watching that all happen. And it was during that, or the dumbbell over at squat one. And Chrissy's like one of the best single arm dumbbell over at squat as there are in the region. Yeah. And you know, I think she did three reps and then, and then dropped the dumbbell. And I was, I was so confused as to what happened. Cause like in, you know, practice, like she just crushed it sets 20 and 30. Yeah. And then afterwards, she kept like flailing her arm around. I was like, are you you okay? And she's like, my elbow popped. And I was like, oh, shit. We still got one more event to go. Like, her arm is going to fall off. So, like, we went back to the medical tent. And I was like, man, I hope these guys can just patch it up. And they were like, okay, let's put some ice on it. And she was like, no, I don't want any ice. Just, like, wrap it or put some tape on it or Mm -hmm. something like that. 
and she was like, I'm ready to go. Like, let's go. We had maybe 10, 15 minutes until yeah. the next event. And she was so determined to, to help the team. And it was, it became bigger than, you know, herself and her injury. We had 50 worm cleaner jerks to get through. And she did that with a broken elbow. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I mean, that's, that's, that's Chrissy in a nutshell. Tough, <laughs> tough, total badass. Yeah. Soft yeah. on the outside, total badass on really the inside. Really soft on the outside. <laughs> oh, no, like, not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Velvet well, glove, iron fist. That's yeah. what it is right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that was the, the fifth event of that competition. There was only, there, there's six events at regionals, or at least there was at that time. And, and that was event five that it happened And the, to Jeremy's point, the turnaround from event five to event six is very quick. It we is. Had to, we had to win. Yeah. Like, we, had yeah. To, we had to get what yeah. we got. Yeah, yeah. And it was very close. And so, um, anyways, it, it, you know, that's just an unbelievable example of somebody getting themselves and their team in a position to win. Um, and then, and then, you know, just getting through everything that's holding them back and, and, and rising above and, and getting it done. It's a truly inspiring story. Mm-hmm. That's that was, incredible. That was Chrissy's bloody sock, uh, Kurt Schilling moment right there. Yeah. Just toughen it out for the team. Yeah. 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 It just goes, I mean, so much is so, I love you, you multiple times in our show today. You've, you've really illustrated how, uh, the, the mental component is such a key piece to determining that whatever is going to happen in a given scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, if we look at multiple times where a setback, a challenge, a doubt, fear, frustration, if that becomes a defining moment and if you choose that, it shuts down all these other possibilities and you really have kind of created almost a, a response to things. Because uh, I think it is like strengthening a muscle like in, uh, to push through and to choose really what you're focusing on. Mm-hmm. And that I think is a key piece is the choice of what you're focusing on. Absolutely. We've talked about that a lot with workouts. It's in the yeah. simple, the simplest way. Like, yeah. are you choosing the pain of the moment, or are you choosing, uh, you know, are you getting out of your head and just getting into the movement itself? I mean, we've talked a lot about how the mental aspect plays. Yeah, yeah, a major role. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it truly does. I, I think that how you talk to yourself in. Um, it is a skill that can be developed. And, you know, I think that a lot of people maybe maybe they just have one of those fixed mindsets, you know, where they're just, they've been ingrained to think of themselves at good at some things and bad at other things. Um, or look at, look at things in, you know, more of a, a negative, if you will approach, but you know, whether you're going through pain or whether you're going through good times or great times, you know, in my opinion, it's all part of a big, long journey and a lot and a long process. And it is that process that you really, need to embrace. So, you know, I talk about good things and bad things with people all the time, you know, good things, love them because they're good, right? Bad things. Don't get pissed off. Love them because those are things that are also good. You're, you're winning either way. And, you know, that's just what a lot of people, you know, really, really struggle with. And so just having that, that patience and that confidence to know that every life experience that you get the privilege to take on um, is actually you're winning, even though sometimes it may be very, very devastating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Christy, when you look at 2019 and kind of think about what you're most excited about for yourself, for the gym, I mean, what are you, what are you really pumped about? What are you focused on this year? Uh, what, what, what can we expect from you this year? Well, 2019 is a very exciting year for myself and the Darbies as a whole. The Darbies as in Tim and I. The grand lineage of the Darby estate. Barbie Darby. You can't forget her. She's a major member of our family. 
Uh, 2018 was really rough for us. I had, I'd been diagnosed with a pituitary tumor when I was 16 and I just kind of ignored it. Um, the side effects, so to speak of a pituitary tumor is that it makes you infertile. So you're not able to have children. And the idea of that was really hard when I was first diagnosed with it. Cause I felt like my greatest desire was to be a mom. So it was really hard for me to swallow that. Um, but Tim is so awesome, uh, that he just made me feel comfortable that maybe that's not what our plan is. Maybe that's not what's meant for us. And there's so many other babies out there that need parents and maybe they just might not come from us. Um, so I was okay with it. I just ignored the tumor. It wasn't, it's not cancerous. That's the only like bad thing that it can do to you. Um, but it can also, uh, create osteosporosis at a very young age because of the lack of estrogen. Um, And then with the lack of estrogen, your hormone levels are out of whack. So women are already moody and it makes you even more moody. Um, But a few months ago, I started experiencing uh, something called cluster headaches, which is also caused by the tumor. Um, And a lot of athletes noticed that I would start like crying in class. Half of my face would become paralyzed and I tried my best to hide it. Um, but it came to the point where it was unhideable. So I had to get this figured out what was going on because it was, um, affecting my quality of life. And I felt like it was affecting who I was as a coach, who I was as a wife, who I was as a daughter. And I felt like it was making me a person that I didn't want to be. So in August of 2018, we got the pituitary tumor removed and I feel like a whole new woman. So 2019 is going to be an awesome year um, for health. And we just have so many fun, exciting things going on with Industrious that we can't wait to share with everyone and to launch. Um, So 2019 is going to be an awesome year. Wow. Um, That's, I mean, it's like, I'm so pumped because you got me excited about 2019. And at the same time, I'm like, oh man, that sounds like pretty, kind of pretty scary, pretty intense thing that you went through with that. I couldn't have gone through it without being a part of this community. Um, The pain that I was in was horrible, but there was no point in not showing up for work because I'm either going to be in pain at home or be in pain at work, but be in pain at work surrounded by all of these amazing people that make me feel good. So why not just go to work and deal with it? Um, And all of just like the words of encouragement and prayers and all the pats on the back from all of the people at Industrious are what made me do the surgery and what made me recover and come back to work so quickly. Man, that's yeah, so cool. Couldn't have done it without him. It's incredible. And congrats on just a full recovery and that you're feeling so fantastic now and yeah. really excited. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is awesome. Well, yeah. Christy, we'd love having you on the show. We want to get you back on. Okay. We, yeah. We yeah, have to send you two praying emojis next time. Yeah, two double, <laughs> double <laughs> prayer emojis, double triple prayer emojis. Yeah, we want, we want to get you in here and share your, your, your vision and your passion with the, with the community and with the people because you have a lot to offer. You have a lot to give. And it's just a great blessing that we have you here on the team. Thanks. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap this one. We'll see you in the next show. And until then, work hard and live fit. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Local Business Academy. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. Like, share, subscribe, and leave us a review.